0: uap they say freedom 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 on their boards but guess what clive palmer sued me for making calling him fatty mcfuckett he fucking the the man that supposedly stands up for free speech wanted to silence me and bankrupt me because i used my free speech to call him a fatty mcfuckett he couldn't even handle that craig kelly now the new pinup boy called the cops on me because i pinned up a flag at an open house of his of a flag of a country that he's like you know, like he was just like, oh, I don't want people to know that. That was too much. He wanted the cops to get me. And then when the cops were just like, What the fuck are you talking about? There's no crime. Shut up, Craig. He wanted to enact a law that allowed that little, like, unbelievably light prank to be illegal. These are the people that are supposedly standing up for free speech. It is a joke. I hear I'm chatting the noise. New too quick. stop for the talking. I'm not a good drunk at the best of times, but damn, that got me hammered fast. The whiskey. I mean, it always does, but like. Yeah. That was, what was that? Like a shot? No, I a think. A shot it, and I was just like, you know what, I You know what your problem is? Talk to you, Max, Max. <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> I was just like there already. I, I think you had
1: <laughs> maybe two or three nips. What's a nip? Shot. Uh huh. You that's know, a, three. A
0: Fuck, I'm it? pretty proud of myself. That was all right. Two
1: or three. Yeah, I think. I think so. Um, we do have a lot of whiskey there to drink, but we can't do it tonight. You have a show tonight. No, I'm not going to be doing that. And the podcast has started yet? We're recording. No, we're recording all this right, cool. Yeah, no. Well, we, we may as well just use all of this great audio, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to cancel me now. I'm here with the great, friendly Geordies, or I've been calling you in videos when I reference you, friendly Jared, at the moment, just to. Why? I don't know. I said it once. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I went, went yeah, hey, friendly Jared. <laughs> I just feel like your name should be Jared. I think that would be a perfect name for someone like you. All right. Well, thank you so much.
0: Uh, the Labour shield I've ever friendly in my Jared. Life. Ah, no. And there's so many Labour staffers called Jared. Would you
1: be an AD or an OD Jared? Oh, please, please give me the A. Don't give me the O. The Jared. O's
0: bad. It's French. Shut up. <laughs> it's not a French name. It's just, dude. Like, yeah, oh, Pierre what, why they and Jared o in There, no, just keep it at an A, all right. Don't, don't try and get yourself fancy if your name is Jared. Mm, very okay, fair. you're at the bottom of the high school food chain, as it is. You don't need to.
1: Have, you don't need to have a foreign name. Stop slamming your cup; it's going oh, everywhere. Sorry, sorry. Jesus sorry. Christ. Well, well sorry, Mister Butterfield. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to be here. Thank you for listening to this. If you are on Spotify, iTunes, or if you're watching this on YouTube. Hello, how you fucking doing? Uh, shout out to our people on Patreon as well. You can join the Patreon squad, <laughs> Jared's Squad on Patreon <laughs> for one dollar a month. That's right, you fucking tight asses, one dollar a month, and you can watch the live streams there. Um, mate, it's great to see you. Here. Hey, yeah, welcome likewise, back. Likewise, welcome thank back. You. I love I love our podcast. Always an insightful chat. Where I I actually learn things from people because after this podcast we have an OnlyFans star coming in, so Uh you know I guess I'll be on the same sort of wavelength intellectually for both of them.
0: Yeah, I'll be the warm up for that. Definitely the fluffer. Yeah, I'll be the and
1: the fluffer. Probably
0: actually, you are meeting someone from OnlyFans.
1: What is your take on OnlyFans? Where would your career have to go for you to start OnlyFans? Because you're a handsome man. I could see you in porn.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm glad you can. (laughs) Thinking about being in porn already makes me nervous, don't you reckon? Just I, a bunch of people, nah. like, dude, I don't know if you film with other people, but when someone is telling me to deliver lines and they're saying, hurry up, and they're talking mm. about delivering lines and they're saying, hurry up, I'm like, don't pressure me. Oh, yeah, I'd be amazed. Can you imagine if someone was just like, can you get hard? Everyone wants to go home.
1: I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'd be so terrified. There's a Louis Thoreau documentary, um, and you can watch them all. I think they're all on Stan. So finally Stan's good... For anything, um, for something. <laughs> and it's a fucking awful platform, Stan. I know. We're, all it's, of what,
0: Channel 9 can't <laughs> be fucked to air yeah. $10 a month. <laughs>
1: Fuck off. So <laughs> all his docos are on there. And there's some great ones, the ones with the West Barrow Baptist Church. and um, that, that Have you seen the song that's going viral at the moment, the Louis Theroux rap, the hip-hop song? Oh, we've got to get this cheese. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Okay. What's that one? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, but he, um, yeah, he he goes on the porn set, yeah. and they follow this guy who eventually kills himself, and he can't, not because he couldn't get it hard, but I think that maybe that's had something to do with it. But it's full on. There's so many people on set, <laughs> like it's a. I mean, I don't know. I I can't even do it with my dog in the room. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's weird, like you know, my but my dog. You're a normal person, though. But some people don't care if their dog's on the bed and I think that's a problem.
0: I would like to see a poll on that because I do not want my dog sitting there begging for food, looking at your cock imagining a sausage. Yes. Out. I walked, Get out. I walked, <laughs> I walked
1: through the house when Littlefoot was a puppy uh, and I was in the nud and um, he tried to jump up and bite me on the cock and he missed by inches. Ah. Some would argue I did it. As Well, um, <laughs> oh, I missed inches. Missing inches. Um, well, you use it as a toy just to tease him. Just being no, like, no, I meant he missed by inches and some would say that I'm missing by inches. That was oh, like, right. You know, a yes, small okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I would probably yeah, should explain that because it of did of sound like speaking. I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only halfway through my coffee. So, yes, um, <laughs> porn would be tough. Porn would be so tough. Hmm.
0: You'd be saluted like the Anzacs male porn stars getting paid $150 to fuck someone you've never met before. Lest, they forget, like, lest we forget. Lest we forget. It must be awful, seriously. And at the end of the day, do you really think that you would feel proud about yourself where they're just like, there you go, and after tax, maybe yeah. you're cracking 90 bucks? I
1: don't think many OnlyFans stars are actually paying tax because you see a lot of them and they make a lot of a lot of money. People like, I don't know if you're familiar with Michaela Tester, Michaela Testa is an OnlyFans model, Mm -hmm. um, which means she's very famous for fingering herself on OnlyFans. (laughs) And good on her. (laughs) And she posted a thing about how much she made every single month. And it was like 70 grand, 80 grand, hundred grand, whatever. And like I understand that that's a great way to make money in the same vein that selling drugs is a great way to make money. Yeah. I just feel like it's not the best move or career move as a young person. Like you should maybe that's the last resort is filming porn, perhaps not the first.
0: Yeah, surely you should just try tape first. Try tape. Just see Do a coffee can, course. A coffee course.
1: Go on. Be a
0: barista for a bit. If you can't hack that, then start jacking off.
1: But it's the only male-only fan stars that get me. Well, how much are they making? Because like in professional porn, they make nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing. Except for Johnny Sin's. I've tried to get I him don't on the podcast. Know why. You don't, do you know Johnny? You know Johnny? Oh sins.
0: well, uh, dude, I am a heterosexual man. I know who Johnny is. You know is,
1: the sins yeah. man. I've tried to get him on the podcast. He never replies to me. I went through the a man a s- who looks like a penis. I went through the <laughs> stage of commenting on every single post he made on Facebook and getting like just I don't know, just talking mad shit. Not mad shit about him, but just mad shit. I now do it to Domino's on Facebook. Have you ever seen the shit I talk about Domino's people? Dude, I, I look. Every
0: now and then I partake in your crusades against people who don't deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) I am a fan. But, like, sometimes you have to get off the merry-go-round and get on with your life. So So your new one is Domino's. Domino's.
1: (laughs) So every time time Domino's posts on Facebook, so there was this thing uh, and they got, like, 45 likes on it and it was um, not my post. Like, I always ratio them, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just for something stupid, not intelligent at all. There was this young girl, and she got. Uh, she was the youngest franchisee of Domino's in Australia. and They were like, "Congratulations, Sarah!" And I commented. Sarah threw a garlic bread at me. <laughs> that was it, and had two and a half thousand likes. Just dumb shit. And I sit there in the lounge and I just type it. Who gives a shit? And let it go. They've never. They've only taken. But they leave it up because it ends up pushing it in the algorithm. Well, that
0: is the genius of Domino's. They truly understand that any publicity is good publicity. Remember when their advertising campaign was: "We know our pizzas suck, and we're sorry. You're going to improve it. Are you giving us a coupon or anything? That's it. That's it. Do what you want with that, Australia. And I went and bought pizzas. That defeated
1: Eagle Boys. Yes, that defeated Eagle put Boys. Put them in the ground because Eagle Boys wouldn't acknowledge <laughs> that they're clearly the bronze out of a race of Paralympians. They were terrible.
0: They were so bad. And all they had to do was just be like, look, okay, look, okay, look. If Paulie is our mascot, we're struggling. Can can you just give oh, us a like, like, okay, look, I feel sorry for you. Like I feel sorry for a bum at Central. I'll give you money for that. Yes, it's the same amount of money
1: as $3 a pizza. Domino's was Stephen Brad- Bradbury. Everyone else fell over and they just skated into first place. <laughs> Pizza Heart, Eagle Boys, everyone else fell over, the local chains, and they were just like, We're here, baby. Yeah. And then me, I'm their new arch nemesis on Facebook, which I no, love. No, I don't think you are. I think I you're their it. peanut boy. Well, well that's, that's what I say. Again, they, they had Giving some, them bad publicity, and they're just like, Awesome. They had some TikTok <laughs> guy on there. Fucking Lord, he's definitely got COVID coughing over there. Yeah, walked in, pale get and I sunken eyes, and said, "I can't shake your hand. I can't shake I was your like, hand. Well, why are you here, Lordy? Jesus Christ, <laughs> James, you're a fucking lunatic." Um, yeah, I, I they put up some TikTok guy as their as the, as a part of an advertising campaign, Dominoes, and I just commented, "I said, why am I not the face of fucking Domino's? Mm. Like, wouldn't that be the move? Like, you might mm. piss some people off." Mm. But do it. Pay me good money and I will I will talk about your vegetarian pizzas until the cows come home. Yep. I will, I will make it my life's work to flog <laughs> your beautiful product, Domino's, and their CEO, Don Menji? Menji. Don, hook me up, bruh. I want a slice.
0: Why is that CEO famous? Why does everyone know
1: he's... Because he was on the ads. He put himself on the ads.
0: Oh Yeah, that's right. He was the guy apologising. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. That is why you would be famous. It's it doesn't take much in Australia to be famous, does no. it? It's like him, Dave Hughes, that footy player from the block out shutters ads. Those yep. are our those are our like Brad Pitt and Nicole
1: Kidman. That's it. There they. is no famous it's, it's, it's people in Australia, like no. genuinely famous. It's funny though, because I was just in America and I did see some famous people and it I, I was I was next to oh, what is his name? Um Oh my god. I was at the UFC um, interviewing Dana White. Fucking okay, good on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was next to – he's a movie star. He was in that that advertisement a couple of years ago where he did the splits on the trucks. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who, sorry? J- I was next to John Claude Van Damme at the UFC.
0: Fuck, we have a very selective Google <laughs> industry which is my <laughs> good work Jamie love. and you ask him anything else and then his response will be like answer not found
1: <laughs> Jordan's Jamie has nailed it
0: <laughs> he just knows about Jean-Claude Van Damme's twilight years of his career and he was he was there he was um,
1: a good looking <laughs> like he was a good looking man like he was just oh, he polished yeah like the per- like I don't know how old he is he'd be in his 50s um, and yeah that was that was probably the only famous person I saw I was in the elevator with Tyron Woodley a UFC okay. fighter okay. small looks huge he fought Jake Paul yeah huge he look he looks huge on the telly or on the computer but in real life quite small
0: this just adds credence to the conspiracy theory that Jake Paul doesn't know how to fight, does it? Yeah. He's literally not picking on someone his own size. He
1: is not. He, they are small people. And they? because because they're look because they on the UFC and they've won and all that type of stuff, they look big. But people like Conor, even Conor McGregor, tiny. He's 67. Yeah. He fights at 67 kilos. Tiny.
0: My girlfriend weighs more than that. That's Claire amazing. does.
1: No offence, little Dixon, but she's around <laughs> that weight. She's also much taller than him. So he's a leprechaun. He's small. He's a tiny. I mean, that's where he sits at once he's cut weight. So maybe he sits around 75 or something kilos. Uh But when he cuts weight, he cuts down to very, very light, 145 pounds, which I think is about 60. Is it 67 or 62, Jamie's? Um, I
0: I really can't imagine weighing less than the average mannequin at
1: Meijer. I'd like you to work up to 100 kilos. I feel you'd be much more trustworthy. If what? you were a hundred kilos.
0: Why? What the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs> you know, I'd you love to see you just get jacked. Like Geordie's hits the juice. There could be a whole documentary series. What? Pumping iron too. Yeah. You're looking for all the water missing in the regional areas. And you're just like, they're in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Supple at these kids. Well, look, uh, it's a suggestion. Mm. I've never even thought about getting myself broided up to the point that I weigh <laughs> half my body weight again. <laughs>
1: well i don't i don't want to come into this podcast and just talk about politics we're going to talk about the election that's uh very important but i also want to cover your career <laughs> and how you looked
0: yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to cover that
1: do you do much training
0: no i do i do absolute women's workout that's uh it's called p ninety x
1: what who p ninety x
0: actually you know who else did it uh used to be the Speaker of the US, and he was actually...
1: Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan?
0: Just look, any man uh, that you look at and you're just like, your teeth are too white, you're a Mormon, right? They're just like, how did you know? Like, Mm. they all do that workout. It's just half an hour on the laptop of a very, uh, you know, good-looking man in his 50s just doing the whole, like, and to the left... And to the right. Right. And, and actually says a lot of the time, come on, girls, you're almost there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do the minimum.
0: Oz Aerobics,
1: that's my oh. jam. So you know like what I mean? The old stuff that used to be on at six in the morning, oh, yeah. filmed outside the Opera House, Oz Aerobics. Did you hear that they did a number two? And I'm telling you right now,
0: guys, it's a lot more selective than Brazzers. That's the downside most of the chicks are hotter. They're what? so
1: hot. What are we talking about? We're talking about Oz aerobics. I know, but you said a num like number 2 like as in like the second lot of Oz Yeah, it's back. They brought it back. And it's very happy. They have huge smiles all the time. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. There's actually this one girl on TikTok that I've stumbled across a couple of times and she does the aerobic stuff but she's like barely wearing anything. And she says those types of things. She's like, "Come on, ladies, we can do this." I'm like, "Absolutely." There's no ladies watching this. Like, there's not <laughs> one. Like, there's none. It's all dudes just sitting there going, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can do it." <laughs> but this is uh, this <sighs> is my first podcast back from America, and I tell you what, people over there are different. As in fat? Not as fat as I thought. Although really? in Disneyland, there was way too many mobility scooters.
0: Yeah. That's what I that's exactly what I thought. It's just like okay there's not that many fat people and then you go straight into Disneyland. Yeah.
1: It's like s- it's like why T- are fat people into Disneyland? I think it's cuz they just enjoy the idea of like I don't know. They're trying to escape their reality, I guess. Or maybe that, they're sitting that at just home added a lot of sadness to the pod. Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> maybe brutal. they love You know what? I've never been a fan of, like, Marvel. But on the way home, I watched all of the Avengers, the last three Avengers movies, and they were great. Mm. I really enjoyed them. But I've never been a fan. Mm. But Mm. I really enjoyed those. Mm. And I get that some people like those. Mm. Some people love Disney. Claire loves Disney. Mm. She's balls deep in Disney. Mm. She went to buy this fucking um, Peter Pan. You know Nana from Peter Pan? I'm sure you do. The dog in Peter Pan. Look, I
0: think the last time I watched it is because I'm –
1: yeah, like the dog bulls doesn't matter. So it's called Loungefly. These guys that make these like Disney bags. Anyway, they only set they only send them out in America, but if you want them here, you have to buy them from a reseller on eBay. They're ninety dollars in America to buy, and yesterday they went on sale for ninety bucks. And we tried to get one off eBay. They were trying to flog it off for three hundred US dollars. Like, this is, like, people are balls deep into, into Disney. They love it. Uh-huh. Our neighbours have been to every Disneyland in the world and spent four days at each. Oh, damn. Like, I couldn't do that. And it's hilarious. You've, yeah. been, you've been to Disneyland? Yeah. How, it's a shopping centre. Yes. It's a giant shopping centre with awesome rides. You're absolutely like, right. It's an awesome That's ride it. and now 15 shops. It's yep. hilarious. I couldn't yep. believe how many shops were there. And it's yep. all different clothes and items in every shop. Yep. There would be at least 200 shops at Disneyland, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's incredible, yep. and that someone was saying they're tax exempt in Florida as well. It's like it's fuck. They're making so much wow, cash. Yeah, that's
0: amazing because uh, it still costs way more than just buying it at Meijer.
1: Yeah, two hundred dollars entry too. That's where they get you.
0: Fuck, they figured out the same thing that you have, Isaac. Merch.
1: That's that's. I've been telling you, you think. need to do merch. The fact that you don't have, and you said to me you were doing it, and I, I still haven't, I haven't seen it. it. No,
0: it's available at FriendlyJordys.com. Check it out now.
1: What? The, the Labor Shill T-shirt? Yeah.
0: Is it? Yeah, it's just me with that classic, I, I don't even try to do it, but just that, you know, Gen Y troll smile of being like. Yeah. And then it just says Shill at the bottom like it's an Obama poster. Oh, okay. And it is hilarious. And might I just say thank you so much for the idea because it's a bestseller. <laughs> Everybody wants it because you're right. Everybody's in on the gag.
1: Yeah. It's what everyone calls you, oh, a yeah. Labor Shill, Labor mm-hmm. this. Then run with it.
0: And my own fan base do as well. Thanks, Good. guys. Fuck you, nice people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we were in America, and uh, the first day we were there, there was a suicide, not a suicide, sorry, the, a uh, terrorist attack on a subway. Yeah. That was the first day we were in New York. And it was terrifying. And, and the, in, in, in that afternoon, we are still on the subway. People were panicking, they were like real freaking out. And we had. Um, The someone had taken over the loudspeaker in the in in one of the carts or the cars on the on the train, and someone had gone over the loudspeaker and just yelled, "Fuck her in the pussy." on the day of a fucking terrorist attack and everyone's just heaps edgy and then the, <laughs> the conductor dude gets on the uh, loudspeaker and he says can we send the police to the, tra- to the last train there is an intruder so this family like runs off the train they're yeah. freaking out four or five people stand up A couple of people get off and then we keep driving then the lights go out in the subway an afternoon after a terrorist attack in New York
0: yeah it's pretty Batman isn't it full on yeah.
1: but then I'm nervous for like three or four seconds But then over the loudspeaker, someone goes, fuck her in the pussy. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, we're cool. What a tension release. I know. He did the real public service there. He did. That's, dude, what the
0: hell? A, didn't hear about a terrorist attack. B, certainly didn't hear that somebody made a mad joke. That so should have been world news.
1: It was on the news. So there was oh. a shoot there was a shooting. He shot like he shot 34 times and shot 10 people. He yes. dropped a smoke right. something, smoke bomb or whatever, ha- walked in with like a um a gas mask on
0: uh-huh.
1: into the middle of the train and just started shooting people.
0: Did and they find out why?
1: Uh, he was very balls deep. He was on YouTube. Very that's probably why. He was on YouTube, he was demonetized. (laughs) He was on YouTube and he made heaps of, like, conspiracy videos and why black and white people should never be married or or, um, interracial relationships are bad and all this type. He was very, very mentally ill, this guy, obviously, and he just lost his shit. But that was my first day in New York.
0: You know what I don't understand (laughs) about the United States? Why are people so much more mentally ill? than they are here. Oh, honestly. Mental illness here is just like, are you feeling sad at work? Yep. Call this hotline. Yep. And over there it's just like, are you feeling sad at work? Please, for the love of God, don't
1: come in with a bazooka. Well, that's <laughs> that's the thing. You give these mentally ill people a gun and then they can really do some damage with it. But don't don't you think like okay if we had
0: guns that were legal here, don't you think that there just wouldn't be that many shootings that there are in America? Yeah, They're just more crazy. But here. it's the
1: it's that many people. It's three hundred and seventy million people or whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there's if you take into to account the undocumented people in LA, there's more people in LA than in Australia. Yeah, you know, just crazy amounts of people. Yeah, and if you have three hundred and sixty million people in a in a country the same size as Australia, you're gonna have One in a million things that happen every day, you're going to have it 360 times. It's going to happen in a day. You know what I mean?
0: Look, okay, I do get that. However, when you were there, don't you think that when you were talking to the average person, you're a bit like, something's missing in your brain. And they're rude.
1: What is it? Like, I don't, it's it's so strange. I don't know if it's a, I don't know what it is. They're just different. They're different. They're well, very I mean, different. everyone across the planet is different.
0: Like every country you go to has its own flavor, but their flavor seems to be this weird mixture of like
1: scared robot that is scared of losing their job mm. and nutbag. I got back on the, and we couldn't wait to get back to Australia. We just needed some Australians because even little things like uh, saying thank you to someone, you would expect someone to say no worries, too easy, something like that. In America, they just go, uh huh, yeah. And it just fucking got under my skin. Yeah, it is. It just I got under my it, skin. Yeah. And then we got on and, the plane and to one, go, you bet. Yeah. What the fuck does that you mean? You bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not English. <laughs> we get back on the plane and we're like, thank fuck, going home. And this, uh, well, we're about to get on the plane and someone's rude to one of the ladies that's about to get on the plane and she walks away and she goes, what a fucking <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> home. I'm home. Yeah, my you're people. If you rude, go the whole hog.
0: <laughs> okay? Now, isn't that amazing that they say, like, that they're just like, uh-huh, and that's not rude at all, and then you say there, and they're just like, oh, they, my their word. Their heads blow
1: off. Changed. I said it on stage in New York, and they were just like, oh, okay. Okay, man. But, um, yeah, it's different. But I'm very happy to be home. In a very important time, leading up to the election on the 22nd-ish Ish. Round about, Yeah. sometime, I voted yesterday. Yeah? Postal vote.
0: Why? Just so you didn't have to line up.
1: Yep. Don't fuck around.
0: You take note to that, miss. You can
1: do that, all right? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It takes a bit of fucking around to get it, but you just do the postal vote. Mm. Heaps easier. So but also, easier. I didn't know where I was going to be on that particular date, so it's just easy to do it like that. We have, uh, f- for once, two parties in the race, which is very nice. <laughs> what's the rundown? If, 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 if someone's watching this and they don't really understand the political landscape in Australia, what's happening?
0: All right. And keep in mind, just go check out the comments and there'll be a bunch of people sitting there just being like, That's how you do, don't you, you're talking about politics. Man that has a degree in politics and has talked about politics for 10 years. I know more, but I don't know how to spell one of the two major parties properly. That's going to be the usual. Uh, you can listen to them. They're clearly experts. Or uh, basically what has happened is uh, you really just have to understand that Australia essentially is like Japan. It is more or less a one-party state where occasionally the opposition is able to get in. And the reason that that is, is because if you look at the three major owners of the press, you have Ida Buttrose for the ABC, that is completely funded by the Liberal Party, a Peter Costello, a former Liberal Treasurer. Gee, I wonder who he votes for. He runs Nine Fairfax and Murdoch. Well, he's clearly on Labour's side, isn't he? So you've got those three that pretty much own all information. As George Orwell said, he who owns information owns democracy, right? So they have a complete filter on what the public see. And you notice this because if you go in the comments and you see all those people being like, doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't say all the shit things about labor. The shit things that they say about labor are always going to be talking points from these three major press outlets that are completely fabricated and you can disseminate all of them, right? So a classic example would be something like pink bats or something like they had high debt, keeping in mind that we had like Five times the amount of debt. Pinkbacks, for instance, there was a royal commission into it, and the judge was like, "Why the fuck did you waste two hundred million dollars of taxpayer money having a royal commission into this?" You know, like, but those things are never reported again because these press filters own democracy. Mm-hmm. They own they own information, therefore they own democracy. So actually, when people are angry at me nowadays, like when when people always say to me, "I don't know how to talk to my parents about this," and just show them the stats of how poor the Liberal Party's economic management has been, which is the worst in the developed world. By a mile, the worst. OECD rankings, this is just economists looking at every economy in the developed world and ranking them in terms of performance. The Liberals are always somewhere around the bottom. The Labour Party is always somewhere around the top. It's a very simple equation. You show people this and they'll say... No, but Labor's bad at economic management. I don't blame them for that now because for the past 50 years, all they've had is nine sitting there just being like, uh, yeah, so pretty much the only people that vote for the Labor Party are gangster union wolfies. Anyone who is kind of common sense and cares about the economy votes for the Liberal Party. So that is just the indoctrination that's in them. Anyway, so normally the Liberal Party get in on a massive cakewalk. The only time that the Liberal Party ever get out is when essentially the elite class think, okay, because this is the usual back and forth of any democracy that you ever have. The usual back and forth of any democracy is you have a Tory party, which is the Liberal Party here, it's the Conservative Party in Britain, it's Republicans in the US, that are there usually just that are there to serve elite interests. It's actually part of my new stand-up show. There are two blocks in every parliamentary system. Ever when people always say, we need independence, they're not independent. They're going to be voting in one of these blocks because there are two blocks. These two blocks are representing the working class and representing the elite class. I know there's going to be a bunch of people being snarky going, they don't represent the working class, but they represent the working class in a system that is, you know, mostly owned by the elite class. So really they're just representatives in that. Anyway, it gets more complicated, but that's pretty much what's happening there, right? Usually they want this party in because they give them all the tax exemptions they want. They give them all of the government contracts they want, but at some point... They suck the economy dry too much. You get terrible economic results like you did in the 80s where we had, sorry, in the in the 70s where we started to get stagflation in this country, which economists thought was impossible. But Malcolm Fraser actually did something that, you know, they, they broke a record in terms of how shit economic management can be, which is that the economy was stagnating, as in not growing. Mm. And also there was inflation. And, and economists were just like, what the fuck is going on? And then the elite class thought, okay, we actually need a government in for a while. So they got the Labor Party in for 10 years. They set us on to 30 years of continual economic growth. We've been living off the fat ever since. The last 10 years, the Liberal Party have been just rotting the system. We're talking hundreds of billions of dollars getting handed out to their donors, hundreds of billions of dollars of tax evasion, the things that really weaken a state. That's been happening here. On top of that, the public has visibly seen Scott Morrison fuck the bushfires publicly Leave the country when it's on fire to go on a holiday. They've seen COVID and his response to it, which was months late of doing nothing, no preparation whatsoever. To all the people that say we didn't need lockdown, that's true. If we had a government like South Korea, that as soon as they caught whiff of it, thought, okay, we're going to have to set up robot systems for this. We're going to have to set up uh, a bunch of you know, like testing kits and everything like that so we can actually track where COVID is. And they didn't have a lockdown, but they also had what is known as a competent government. Ours did none of that. So as soon as it came here, what options have you got? Nothing. It's rampant throughout the population at that point. All you can do is just saying to people, don't leave your house or we'll shoot you in the head. That's the only thing you could do at that point, right? So that was happening. Then it comes to the floods. They've had two weeks to do the basics of being a prime minister, which is to just call the military and say, "Can you that help is people out that are flooded?" That huh? is interesting. The what?
1: the time behind, well, the time that people have to wait to get assistance from the military in Australia when they're not doing anything. Let's be honest. Yeah. And there's a massive flood. They go, oh, a week or two later, they start arriving. It's like, well, what has been happening in the last. You've got fucking helicopters, throw them in a fucking submarine that costs $50 billion. Do something, all right? Just do something. You would think, as a, a Liberal Party person, a, a member, someone, a leader in there would go, fuck, we really need to act uh, promptly. We need to do something big, straight away. We've got an election coming up. We need to act. And yet, nothing. Nothing. It's so strange.
0: Well, this is the whole thing. There's two reasons for it. The other one is that Liberal governments, as always, what do they do? They claim that they're balancing the budget, but really all they're doing is they're cutting back on your services. (coughs) Keep in mind when they always say, like, we're lower taxing, that's also not true. The stats show that Labor governments are always lower taxing than Liberal governments. This goes back to the 70s. They've been lower taxing. But uh, they spend your tax money... On tax exemptions and handouts to their donors instead of on public services which means that and this was truly phenomenal when you're talking about floods that were more damaging than hurricane katrina in the us right more damaging than that you have no government response on a state or federal level none you're spending a trillion dollars a year on taxes and yet you do not have the money for dinghies to rescue animals and people that are stranded in their houses because all of that money has gone over to foreign multinational mining companies that have just sucked the money out of the country. Actually, there's like a big conspiracy theory that I've got that goes back to the Middle Ages about that. But anyway, look, the, the, that's all happening. Sorry, we'll, we'll cover that another <laughs> Jesus time. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I, that, like, so, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's just like these government services have been completely cut to the point that they are just a skeleton of themselves. They've just got a banner outside, you open it up, it's just a garage here. That's, that's fucking the SES now, right? So that's all gone. And then on top of that, the thing is that their instinct never is to help the population because their entire instinct is to just look like they're doing things, optics, right? yeah. It's all optics. All fucking optics, of course. Like, dude, like I cannot fucking emphasize this enough. It is so evil that the Prime Minister's training is marketing. Right. If you're a fucking lawyer or something like that, at least you understand how like yeah. the rules of the country or something. This man understands how to make himself look good. That's all he understands. Mm. So his whole job, the way that he sees everything is, and you can even hear it in his language. He's always just like, when he's talking about the fucking bushfires, he's not talking about, I abandoned the country in its time of need when it was in more damaging than World War II to Australia, way more damaging. This is basically being a wartime prime minister. I abandoned it there. And his response to that is, it's not a good look. That's fucked. That was his response about himself. Yeah. I'll admit it's not a good look Mm. because that's how he sees being prime minister, as pure optics. So after the floods, the classic liberal move, they hand out government assistance. Where do they hand it to? Liberal seats. Mm-hmm. No seats that are Labor, no seats that are independent. It all goes to the seats that voted for them, which is just this little reinforcement into everybody's mind. If you want any assistance, you better vote for us. It's a fucking mafia. Sorry, that's the lay of the land now. So it's gotten that bad that the opposition actually has a chance to get in this election, but still, and this is the genius move of the press, the genius move is they understand that the public despises Scott Morrison. Last time we were here and blew his response, I've never forgotten it, that when he goes into the pub, everyone just thinks, yeah, Fucking yeah. as soon as he's on stage. They fucking hate Scott Morrison. Mm. What they are doing now, and you can see the narrative coming through, Scott Morrison's terrible because they can't convince you that he's not. You've seen him fuck up on camera too much. Scott Morrison's terrible. However, the Liberal Party are the party of adults. And mm. They've just been handling the economy amazingly, and they've been handling all of the disaster measures amazingly. Keep in mind, we have the public figures on this. They've been doing an abysmal job on all of it. But they do not let the public know that. They don't let the public know that because what they want the public to think is it's just Scott Morrison's fault. The rest of the Liberal Party are amazing. They're, they're the party of adults, they're accountants, they're... You know They're very sober people that are just running the country perfectly. So if you have to vote in Albo for one term, do it. But he's an incompetent boob, by the way. He can't remember a stat off the top of his head after being in front of cameras 10 hours a day. You know, you forgot that one thing. We'll run that for two weeks. We won't run the fact that Scott Morrison didn't know the price of petrol, which is on fucking billboards everywhere.
1: I love um, Adam Brantz, I believe his name, the uh, Greens leader. I loved his response. And I can't believe I'm saying that about a Greens leader, but I love (laughs) – he said Google it. Yeah, (laughs) It's a great response. It's a great response. And it's a fucking really disingenuous attempt from the media, and particularly that left-leaning media – sorry, that right-leaning media who – always tries to catch people out. And you saw it with Albo when he went on stage at Blues Fest mm. and people are booing him. Mm. I don't think they're booing him. They're booing the fact that they've brought a fucking politician on. Like people are there trying mm. to have a good time mm. and you bring in you know the election, all that mm. type of shit. Mm. The whole attitude of you've never heard of Albo. Who's Albo? You don't even know anything about him. That's mm. a deliberate attempt from them to... Silence. Who, whatever opinions he has, or any message that he has, by just not talking about him. And they've done that for the last what, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so obvious now for, for people like me, due to things like your videos, to look at the the media and everything the press does in these, you know, these liberal focused groups, being Channel Nine, being well, as you said, basically everyone. Mm. You look at them and you go, oh, they're just. It's so blatant. It's so blatant. Mm. Mm. Now, I've always been someone who looks at the Labor Party as like almost the obvious choice, but then the people who are associated with it. We've spoken about this before. The people who are associated with it sort of scare me about them. Mm. But I think it's the same for the Liberal Party. Mm. It's the other people. whoever's, Whether it's far, far left or far, far right, they're both terrified. Mm. For their for their own reasons. But I think what really got me and really brought me into really caring about this election was the attack on freedom of speech and freedom of reporting mm. by the Liberal government on mm. Australian people. Mm. Now, that whole thing you've covered in depth. Mm. And I think it's a good opportunity to really bring that up now. Something I've talked about too, but you are born. And I am
0: glad it. that you have brought that up because that is terrifying.
1: It is, it is terrifying, horrifying, and it is full-on fucking China shit.
0: Yep. Well, crazy. That, that is. This is the crazy thing about it. They are constantly sitting there talking, like constantly pumping the public with this idea that China's going to invade us tomorrow, right? Mm. Because it's a fear mechanism. It helps to you get win the election. Line, yeah. Obviously, right? Uh, the reality of this situation is... Uh, The thing that they're constantly saying of, like, (coughs) they're not our way of life, and it's just like, what? What do do you disagree with on the Chinese? It's always something along the lines of freedom of speech. Mm. And as you just pointed out then, they are copying... the way that china controls google they are bringing that in behind the back door whereas at least china had the decency to outright say we're not having your google here we're having our own version of google they're just doing it with these thousand cuts strategy which is what they do with your fucking workers rights that's what they do with the public services thousand cuts here and there until it just becomes rendered useless that's what's happening to google right now the examples that we could bring up as you've just covered up in the past as well uh first off Making Google pay for publishing the Sydney Morning Herald, Fairfax, and the ABCs—not sorry, the ABCs exempt—but uh, Fairfax and uh,
1: Murdoch's articles, which makes uh, no sense. No, like it's it's so inc- just incredible <sighs> that they did that, and I loved Google's response by just saying, "All right, yeah, well, you're gone." <laughs> So yeah. yes, yeah. You don't yes. want to play by like, and I know that you've got these two competing big superpowers. You've got the government and uh, you know Google, and that's not a good thing. You don't want them competing. You want everyone. But you also don't want them getting along too much. You know, you don't want Google saying you have to play by our rules, otherwise you can't be uh, you can't be a part of our game mm. because. If you, if you don't allow everyone to be a part of the game then it's unfair to other people, et cetera, et cetera, but you don't want the government saying, well, guess what? Our people can't use you because you don't play by our rules. Mm. You've got to find something in the middle. And I, I guess they sort of did that. But the, the fact that they had the, the brashness to go in and say, well, if you don't want to do it, you're not in our country. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. Mad.
0: It was fucking well, – because this is the whole thing. They wanted an excuse to do that, but the long play of this was, and this is the genius of Peter Dutton, who has essentially – moved half of the government into the Department of Home Affairs. And this is where it starts getting very CIA. He's moved most of the – like half of the government. So we're talking about all the police services, all the information services, communications, all of that, moved into something called Department of Home Affairs. And that is basically a shadow government that has all of the spyware and all of the agencies that control spyware and basically controls communication. Because, again, as we're always saying – information, if you control information, you control democracy. So he has moved all of that into one department that he controls. That's horrifying in itself. Essentially what they wanted was Google to either go or play by their rules because they do control the press in this country, but all of a sudden they have Google where people are able to give up at least an alternative viewpoint. They can say, I don't agree with nine for blah, 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 blah. They can't control the internet. So they are trying to put all of these measures on it so that they can control information in that. Now, the genius point of that was Murdoch was pissed off that he wasn't getting, that he was losing revenue because it's no longer this duopoly, I suppose, between mm-hmm. Nine Fairfax and Murdoch and other pe- people have other sources of information. So he's thinking, I'm losing fucking I'm eyeballs. i getting a cut. I want money. Yep. Even though... Google is offering me endless free advertising. That's not enough.
1: And rather than uh, overcoming the new sort of world or learning to how to adapt with it, he just goes, "Hey, Australian government, do us a favor Mm. and just get rid of these guys." Mm. That's
0: that shows you
1: horrifying. It's very CIA shit. It's very like, no, come on, that's way too conspiratorial. That can't be right.
0: No, but this is see. This is something that always, I think when people understand this point, right, like newspapers, they originated in China 5,000 years ago because the Chinese empire had expanded so much that they couldn't reach the outer provinces anymore with word of mouth. So they needed a way to contact the outer provinces with the word of the emperor. So they said, okay, let's invent newspapers so we can bring the message of the emperor to there. So essentially... It has always been a tool of the emperor to communicate what he wants. So when you read all of these political th- points in the Murdoch press, they're not aimed at you. Not really. Like that's a secondary thing. If they brainwash you, whatever. What they're aimed at is politicians. They're basically just uh, very thinly guys. Like you read them and they'll say things like, you know, it's a real shame that Scott Morrison hasn't put these new cyberbullying laws on friendly Geordies. I mean, it's a failed mm. fucking threat. hmm that's what they're constantly doing to the government, right? So this is the whole thing is just really need to understand that Rupert Murdoch is the emperor of the world. Mm. He, uh, he owns the press. And so he can, he can just crush an Australian prime minister like that, especially because he owns most of the press here. So anyway, yeah, like what you're saying there, that's what happens. Like it's, there's no conspiracy there. That is just raw power in action. He says, I don't even want to compete. I don't want to change my business model at all. We're shutting down Google. They need to compensate me for my losses. Uh, Then the government, which are smarter than Rupert Murdoch because they're politicians and politicians, a lot of them are very Machiavellian geniuses that are very good at getting what they want and using different power levers to get it. I think that what happened at that point is Dutton or someone in his camp just said, yeah, okay, no worries. We'll do that. We'll get you your money, uh, Rupert. But in the meantime, what we're going to do is change how the public sees Google. So instead of it being a platform, which means everybody can go on there and everyone can have their say, all of a sudden it's a publisher. Mm -hmm. And if it's a publisher, that means it has to have an editor just like a newspaper does. And if it has an editor, That means that there is somebody deciding what can and cannot be shown on the internet. The whole point was to change the definition from platform to publisher. As soon as they got publisher, all of a sudden, they changed the defamation laws in this country. So now politicians can sue you for tweets. Hmm. They can sue you for anything they like. And that, instead of going, and this is the other thing that they wanted as well, not suing the individual because that's just going to shut one of the individuals up. They want to be constantly suing Google because now, legally, it's a publisher, so they're responsible for what other people put on their platform. And if they're responsible for it, they're constantly getting sued. At some point, Google's going to be like, fuck it. It's a tiny market anyway. It's Australia. It's on the arse end of the planet. We're changing our terms and conditions. And they just get on to making trillions of dollars across Europe and Asia and, and, Amer- and America, right? So
1: is that now law?
0: That is law. That was enacted, I think, from memory in February. Early on this year, yeah. Yeah. The, the, sorry, the cyberbullying laws that they entered, right? Yep which is the thing that you're covering, which is the thing that Lewis Spears is covering, which is the thing that Neil's covering, because they realise that is the death of free speech because they've gone one step further than that. They've said Google isn't allowed to choose what the editor of the internet is. We, the Liberal Party, are going to choose who the editor of the internet is and we're going to put all the power into one woman's hands. Mm. One, there's no commission. There's no, like, other board that you can appeal to. It's just if this czar says yay or nay... That's your entire channel. If they want it off, it's off. Mm. That's the internet now. And then on top of that, they've got the defamation laws that they've changed as well. So they're getting sued. They're getting fined. They have actual legal restrictions on what can be seen on there. And this isn't hypothetical either. They took down the Common Sense Brigade, which is a YouTube meme page that we – sorry, Facebook meme page that we invented – you know why they took it down? Because somebody put a certain politician that I'm not illegally allowed to say their name anymore. They're, they put his face on Mussolini. Oh my God. The same way isn't that that the murder press does. Huh? Isn't that a joke? It's a joke. This is the whole thing. It's a joke. Well, obviously it's a, a joke. I mean by definition is it's a is that. It's hey, that yeah. fucking painting there. I wouldn't say that's a joke. It's beautiful. I would too. That is fucking beautiful. I'm sorry to put it in the same category.
1: Protected by parody laws, by the way. <laughs> that is parody, yeah? So you you take a politician and put him on Mussolini's body or or whatever. Well,
0: this is the interesting thing. If you put a liberal or national politician on Mussolini's body, all of a sudden it becomes, not a joke, terrorism. Mm. It got taken down for for terrorism. terrorism. They're essentially saying, and this is how far the laws have gone in the span of a couple of years, you really need to pay attention to how fucking terrifying this is supporting the opposition. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with the opposition. You should have in your head the idea that in a democracy, there should be at least an opposition party Mm. at the very least. That is a terrorist act. Now Uh, essentially supporting the opposition is a terrorist act. What does that tell you about the country that you're living in now? It tells you it's not a fucking democracy anymore. That's the lie. If if supporting the opposition is a terrorist act, it is not a democracy. You have no alternative. It has become a one-party state, which is why. Like, could you imagine, even if you are a Liberal supporter, could you imagine if the Labor Party fucked up those three disasters as much, even one-tenth as much as the Liberal Party did? Mm. Can you imagine what the headlines would be? Do you think you would be looking at a hung parliament at the moment? It would be a fucking blue wave. There'd be three Labor politicians left. Everyone else would just be in the Liberal Party. It'd be endless, relentless headlines, obviously pointing out all the facts about how terrible they are, all of those facts hidden from the public. Nobody knows anything about how bad these things were managed, how much debt they've put on this country. And this is the key point between Labor and Liberal, debt spent on nothing. Literally debt spent on making fucking Harvey Norman the bank's and mining companies richer, all of our money just getting funneled into those things. None of that. Instead what you get is laws that make it illegal to put a politician's face on Mussolini despite the fact that the fucking Murdoch press puts uh, uh, Daniel Andrews's face on Kim Jong-un every mm. second day, every second day. That's not a terrorist act. That's a joke. Mm. Doing it on the other side, that's terrorism. That's where we're at now. And so you have every right to be terrified by that. Mm -hmm. This is a scary place that we are at. And if you go down this path, I guess there could be some kind of Magna Carta uprising a thousand years down the track. But we're talking about going into a dark ages here. You know, if you are not allowed to spread information, that is one of the key criteria for the medieval dark ages was that there was just no spread of information. That's the stagnant pool that they're turning
1: Australia into now. I genuinely think this will push a lot of Liberal voters to to the Labor side. I think it will. Maybe. I I I hope it will. I hope, but I think that they're
0: moving into the UAP because they don't understand that the UAP is just a proxy party for the Liberal Party. The UAP, they say freedom, freedom, freedom on their boards, but guess what? Clive Palmer sued me for making, calling him Fatty McFuckett. He fucking, the, the man that supposedly stands up for free speech wanted to silence me and bankrupt me because I used my free speech to call him a Fatty McFuckett. He couldn't even handle that. Craig Kelly, now the new pinup boy, called the cops on me because I pinned up a flag at an open house of his, of a flag of a country that he's like, You know, like he was just like, I don't want people to know that. That was too much. He wanted the cops to get me. And then when the cops were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no crime. Shut up, Craig. He wanted to enact a law that allowed that little, like, unbelievably light prank to be illegal. These are the people that are supposedly standing up for free speech. It is a joke. It is the, it is a trick that they pulled in the last election, which is to just get all of those people that just go, ah, oh, fuck the Liberal Party, but they need, an, they don't want to vote for the Labor Party because of years of conditioning of the press, but they need someone else to vote for, so they vote for this proxy Liberal Party that was set up by a guy that was the communication spokesperson for objectively. This is why in Queensland, that fucking hates the Labor Party, they always have the Labor Party in power. It was because of how bad the Liberal National Party was under Joe Bioki-Peterson. They still remember how deeply corrupt that was, like a corrupt police state, and that man was the fucking spokesperson of that party. He set up the UAP. He's obviously put, like he did in the last election, he's putting all of his
1: preferences into the Liberal Party so they can sneak back into another election cycle. So if, if you vote for the UAP on the 22nd or whenever it is, where do those preferences go? Do they go They go straight to the Liberal Party? That's what you, you're saying.
0: I'm saying that there's going to be a bunch of smart asses down there that are just going to say, oh, I'm going to put the UAP first and then I'm going to put the Liberal Party. And this is the bet. What's the bet? You're going to put the Liberal Party fifth and you're going to put the Labor Party last because you want an excuse to vote for the Liberal Party. Don't fucking dog me. I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're going to be doing that. They are going to be saying that, right? But you are not the average voter. Even if you're watching this... You are not the average voter. The average voter is going to sit there and they're going to be like, I like free speech. I saw a billboard that said free speech. They must believe in free speech. And then they're just going to put UAP one, Liberal Party two, and they're just going to vote exactly the way that the card tells them to vote. That's what's going to happen. Uh, it's a very similar story when it comes to One Nation. It's a scary time because you see it, and this is the other trick of the, liberal, uh, of, of the press at the moment. They're saying to everybody, oh, Everybody's thinking of voting for independence this election. What's all this about? Everybody everybody's fed up with the two major parties. They're so tired of the two major parties. Well, of course they would be. If you give them the coverage that they don't deserve for the Labor Party, everybody's going to think that they're shithouse, obviously, right? Uh, So a third of people are going to be voting for independence. You don't know who these independents are. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you would have done your research, but a lot of these independents are set up by the Libs that used to be ex-councillors on, uh, you know, like local council that used to be Liberals there, and then all of a sudden they're running in a, in, in a seat as <clears throat> an independent. And Again, their preferences go to the Liberal Party. This is how they're going to get in. And if they don't get in, they're going to be in a hung parliament. And if they're in a hung parliament, they'll do exactly what they did in 2010. Oh, they can't get on. There is just endless squabbling. We need certainty. We need stability. And then the next election, you get the Liberals back in. It's, a, it's an old, old playbook. If you can't beat them, you splinter the vote. That's what's happening.
1: Now, I've seen a lot in the media about that the, Liber- that, sorry, the Labor Party don't have any actual laws any 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 anything they're not bringing anything to the table that's not being reported upon they don't have any policies they yeah. have nothing yeah what does the labor government do if they take power
0: look what's going to happen and this is the genius of Anthony Albanese is he's realized the best you can be is the John Howard of the labor party that's what he's trying to make himself as in somebody who does next to nothing one big reform a term so he doesn't freak everybody else out and this is the whole thing this is what's really scary about this right when people always say they're not talking to me well of course they're not talking to you and the reason politicians aren't talking to you is because you think what the press thinks you think what you see in front of the camera I do I got tricked at the beginning of this I thought the the, the press was on Anthony Albanese's side this election but then I just realized no that's a tactic to keep you know, to just make Scott Morrison unpopular but keep the Liberals popular, right? Mm. Uh, like you get tricked by these people all the time because there's very smart strategists looking at focus groups constantly and saying we're going to skew the news in this way so it fits in people's realities but makes them vote the way we want them to vote, right? Um, Yes, the reality is when it comes to his policies, it's going to be like, it's going to be an extremely mild government that is in that is going to, Start rebuilding very slowly because a lot of our public service has been privatised. There is huge ramifications for that, massive. Uh, You know, schools, hospitals, everything that you can imagine, the emergency services, all of these things have been stripped to the bone. They've got nothing there. That also means that they've lost what is called institutional memory, which means the people that actually understand, say you're in the national parks, which is no, this is state, but this is used as an example, People that understand, okay, I'm supposed to be back burning in this season so we don't have the bushfires that we had in 2020. Those people are fucking gone. They're gone. Yeah. So they don't, no one knows how to do this stuff anymore. Even if you got the staff back, you'd have to start from square one, right? Like they've lost collectively. The reason I use the national parks, for instance, is they did an estimate on it and they were talking about they have lost three. 100 years of institutional memory, which means that they've fired all these key people that have been there for like 25 years each. They've all taken those experts out. So collectively 300 years of collective memory wiped from the public service. Obviously, they're going to start building that back. That'll be the first thing. The second thing is you didn't know this, but during COVID, all your workers' rights were stripped from you. You know that thing that you voted the Labor Party in for in 2007 with work choices? They did all of that in COVID, in silence. Really? It's just they were so arrogant in 2007. John Howard just thought he was the emperor of Australia that he actively just went out and said, yeah, I'm taking away your workers' rights. And he did that right before the election too from him. Yeah, Dumb. Yeah. Like it was so fucking, like, can you imagine how confident you would have to be yeah, to yeah. say, I'm taking away everything except for your minimum wage. Everything.
1: Everyone's going to get fired and rehired at a lower rate.
0: Yeah. At a lower rate. You're not going to have overtime. You're not going to have sick leave. All of that's gone. The things that people died for, like, honestly, the people that it, – it's, it's an unsung story. They're sort of the domestic Anzacs. There was unionists that went in the firing line and died for you to have sick leave, for you to have an eight-hour mm. day, you know, for you to have, you know, a basic standard of living. The, the People got shot for that shit, and they took it away. They did that again during COVID. And this is the whole thing that they've learned, which is what we're talking about here. Death by a thousand cuts taken a little bit away away there. All right. So for instance, now during COVID as a part of emergency measures, which obviously they're never going to rescind. You can be fired without going through any fair work process. Uh, You can work under minimum wage legally, uh, your entire workforce can be rehired uh, as a foreign workforce. So people are always saying that Labor's in with China and they're going to steal our jobs. Just remember, Andrew Robb, Liberal Minister, uh, wrote easily the most pro-other country trade deal in our nation's history, which is pretty fucking hard seeing as we write very lenient trade deals for America because obviously they're the emperor of the planet. So we just Mm -hmm. do whatever the fuck they want. He wrote something that's even more lenient to China, which allowed them to replace entire Australian workforces with cheap Chinese labour and build, like, entire construction sites with just shipping people in from China to build it for nothing. That is part of the trade agreement. And then as soon as he left office, he signed an agreement with a company that is owned by the CCP for $880,000 a year. Hmm. If that's not fucking corrupt, what is? Which, again, they're not putting in one of these corruption commissions. They're pretending they're putting in a corruption commission. But, for instance, Andrew Wobb wouldn't be investigated for that if there was even a remotely fair corruption commission. Like, I just tell you those basic facts and you're just like, "Okay, yeah, that guy should go to jail for 100%. treason. Yeah, He should go to jail for fucking treason. Like, he signed an agreement with a supposed enemy nation that benefits them. What the fuck? Mm. You know? Like, uh, sorry. So, anyway, so, like, those rights have been taken away from you. Like, uh... You know, the idea that there should be even an Australian workforce has been taken away. Um, again, you can work for under minimum wage. Your penalty rates can be cut. Your penalty rates have been cut regardless, even if your employer is nice. Your penalty rates are less than what they were under the Liberal Party. In fact, in just this year alone, how they're talking about, oh, to help ease cost of living, if you've signed all these documents, maybe you get $600 back in tax. Your wages went down on average $1,500 a year in this year, one year. Every year that the Liberals have been in, your wages have been declining. This was not the case under the Labour Party. ever since rob uh, ever since Bob Hawke and Paul Keating, they set it up. and Don't give me this shit that inflation causes wages. They set it up so that your wages were going up by a couple of percent more than inflation. That is fair. That is a very that is an economy that Europe looks at and is like, how the fuck are you doing that? That is an economy that runs like clockwork. Now all of a sudden, your wages have gone up eighteen percent in ten years under the Labour Party. They went up forty percent in the same span of ten years. They've gone up half of that. Productivity has skyrocketed. You have seen none of that profit. Now, all of a sudden, uh, interest rates are in, and they're using that as an excuse to be like, no, we can't raise wages now. So you are getting smacked by inflation and low wages at the same time. Um, These are are all things that would be fixed by a Labor government because as soon as they're in, the first thing that they would do, instantly. We're raising uh, every public servant's wages by a few percent. Simple thing, not going to destroy the economy, not going to blow out the budget like all of these insane rots. Like we're talking, I think it was something like close to $30 billion or maybe $50 billion that was rotted by companies that didn't lose a single worker throughout COVID, massive companies that just took JobKeeper, sucked up $50 billion like that. Mm. We're talking about a couple of billion dollars to go up. That's just going to be circulating around the economy. Again, that $50 billion that went into those companies straight out, straight mm. out of the country right in the coffers of multinational corporations. That changes. Uh, Your schools and hospitals will be built back to a point where, uh, for instance, our schools won't be getting beaten by
1: Kazakhstan anymore. Mm. I think we can agree that that might be a good thing, that we're not dumber than a third world country. I think another big one is the NDIS. I see a lot of money just being funneled into that sort of just thrown at the wall. Now, there is obviously a giant need for the NDIS, and that was a Labor uh, reform or, Uh or Labor whole a structure put together by labor for memory yeah. now the Liberal government runs with it which is great you know I'm glad they haven't repelled it but we have giant companies that are benefiting from the NDIs that pay the workers like a small amount let's say 40 to 50 percent of the actual money coming in and they keep duress of course they need to make profit otherwise they wouldn't have this company in the first place but they 're rotting the system mm-hmm. so if you have a if you have an autistic son or daughter, they have this particular package that they're running with a little bit of that is going to the worker that's helping your son or daughter out most of it's going to a corporation and I will assume that a lot of those corporations are run by interest groups that are tied to a liberal government
0: this is one of the big this is why they're always trying to cut Medicare and have successfully done that as well. They have successfully privatised bits of Medicare and they're doing the same thing that they do to all our public services, turning it into a shell where it's in name, a public service, yes. but most of it's privatised. Done the same thing, exactly what you're talking about there. Booper, for instance, massive uh, donor to the Liberal Party. Serco, massive donor to the Liberal Party. These are the ones that usually get these cuts. The other one that is really sinister about uh the ndis the liberals try to push through is the same thing that they do with everything else which is just getting rid of bureaucrats altogether who because the public is paying them they work in the public interest right they're they're replacing them with consultants that charge double the amount of money have none of the expertise because they're just hired (coughs) on for whatever assignment but what what the uh and I know this because my girlfriend used to be a uh, consultant and then quit in disgust because it's the same thing. All they do is somebody, a CEO or the government, because most of their contracts go to governments now, they go to one of these consultancy firms and the minister says, I want this outcome. Just give me a report that says this preconceived idea that i have so i can just show anybody that disagrees with me look we've got this consultancy report that said it no one's ever going to read it or anything like that and all they do is just bullshit the statistics around until they get that answer now what they wanted to do was replace uh government appointed people that just check if you're disabled or autistic or anything like that so that you qualify for the ndis with private firms that are people that aren't qualified so say that you are Autistic, they'll get an autism expert in and say, okay, you need these treatments, right? They just get in some consultant that they pay fuck all that should be working at a call centre at Dan Mm -hmm. Murphy's or something, isn't qualified at all to sit there and say, no, I don't think you're autistic because they're given a fucking quota. You're allowed to say these many people are autistic because as you say, they just want to keep most of that profit. That is what that skimming of that public money looks like on a basic level. It is just them deciding there are only... 10 autistic people in Newcastle, right? And everybody else isn't autistic so that we just get to keep that money. Yeah. It is an evil system that it's, the liberals It's it's so
1: grubby. It's so grubby and they and I genuinely believe that Labour had the best interests at heart when they set it up because it's a beautiful thing to have like my brother is autistic and benefits from the NDIS, yeah. right? He yeah. back in the day in the 90s when he was born there was nothing Nothing mm. for these people. But you've got young autistic kids now, which is a massive issue for a family when they have an autistic child. Mm. And I think when, when ScoMo said "Oh, we, that uh, Jenny and I have been blessed not to have autistic children, I wasn't that mad at that. Like that's a genuine thing to say. I think it's probably blown out of proportion, mm. you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that's just, the, the as you said, the media just trying to bag him and distance mm. him from the Liberal government. Mm. Um, to have that on available to, to parents is massive. But uh, And it needs to be there and it shouldn't be changed in, in a way to affect the children or the people that benefit from it. That's not what I'm saying. But it needs to be more closely looked at. You've got too many people skimming from the top of it, and it's money just being wasted. Like, as you said, these people aren't going out and looking at these children or these people and saying, Here's what can really help you. They're not. They're not doing that. It's literally you ring up, they look at you for 10 minutes. They basically have a see, oh, oh, yeah, Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can do 50K a year to get help. And then they put you out there with these kids straight out of high school. They're getting paid $18 an hour to look after you, and you are a severely autistic person. hmm. Like what the yeah. fuck is that? That's, that's wasting money.
0: It's wasting money. Yeah. It's worse than nothing. They've set up a system that is worse than nothing and that's the entire rot of having a Liberal government in. You just need to understand that one point. They are a party that is set up, how the Labor Party is mostly funded by unions, therefore it is going to be represented mostly by workers. The Liberal Party is exclusively funded by the biggest companies in the country slash the world. Where do you think they're going to be skewing the government? And just like what that one example of the NDIS, that is what they are doing to every government department in this country. So you can sit there and say, uh, my taxes are going to bad use. I don't want to pay taxes, all this kind of stuff. Why the fuck would you be voting for the liberal party Mm. then? They tax you more and then they waste all of your money on just skewing it out to their donors. It doesn't go to the people that it's supposed to be going towards. They turn the
1: entire government into a wrought system. Maybe the NDIS is a a bad example because it takes a lot for people to relate to the NDIS, unless you have someone who is disabled and benefiting from it. Maybe look at the aged care system. How privatisation of that is disastrous in many, many respects. Mm. People are just being left behind to the highest bidder. Mm. So, well, maybe not to the highest bidder, but if you are the highest bidder, you benefit the most. Perhaps is that a better better way of looking at it. Mm. If you are someone who is looking at your grandparents, maybe going into a home or into residential living in the next couple of years, you know that it costs a fortune to get them in there and the government does fuck all to help. Mm. There are all these little tiny things that make people's lives that much harder that can be traced back to the Liberal government whether it's free speech, whether it's the NDIS, whether it's aged care, hospitals, emergency services, all of these things have just been left behind and then Harvey Norman makes a billion dollars. It's just... It's a great summary. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. fucked. And even if you're not a Labor supporter and you think they're fucking carrying on and you don't like unions, mate, shake it up a little bit so the Liberal government has to work harder in another four years to get back into power. Yeah. Yeah. Change, we need change. It's the same thing in, in, in Newcastle, where I'm from. We've been a safe Labour seat for years. So, the Labour just like, Yeah, we'll be right. Yeah. We'll win Newcastle. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You need a shake up. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I understand that a lot of people don't like Albanese, but a lot of that is from the media reporting him in a bad light or just not reporting on him at all. So, he just looks like some random dude that's appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. You don't know Albo? Who no. is he? Who is this guy? I think there was a... All f- you
0: know about Albo is that he fucked up a stat on something that you Who didn't know cares? existed before the press started reporting on Absolutely. it. Absolutely, all of a sudden, it's this important pop quiz that if you don't get that right, you don't pass the HSC. Again, as I've pointed out, Scott Morrison didn't know the price of loaf of bread. He didn't know the price of petrol, despite the fact it's on every billboard in the country. No mentioning of it whatsoever. No mentioning of it. But it is again this idea because they're putting this narrative into your idea into your mind that, yeah, Albo's a nice guy, but he doesn't know what he's doing. He's incompetent. And they've been looking and he's given them nothing. He's been that disciplined that for three years he's done nothing wrong. And then through Hours and hours of just being in front of a press release. They got him on that one thing. They ignore him talking about your Medicare being privatised. The fact that this is factually on the Global Transparency Index the most corrupt government Australia's ever had. By a mile. We are now down with third world countries like Uruguay and Turkey. We're in that realm of corruption on a federal level. Not a mentioning of it whatsoever. Anthony Albanese is talking about that, but what do they report on? The fact that he didn't know the cash rate. Mm. That He didn't know the cash rate. That's what the public knows about Anthony Albanese, that he got a question wrong. Two seconds, two weeks of an election campaign when we're talking about the future of a country, that's what the press decides to focus on. You cannot tell me that this is not an extremely biased media ecosystem that is incomparable to the rest of the developed world. Like the only other country in the developed world that has a press ecosystem like this is Japan. And Japan, surprise, surprise, always down there with us. You look at corruption, you look at uh, economic outcomes, always down there because they
1: always have the party of big business in permanently. And Albo having that week off with COVID was tough. You suggested in the video this week that that may have been a biological warfare tactic from the Liberal government. <laughs> Do you stand by those claims?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, come on, well, how, how people else would you get, get COVID? We all know that's fake. You know, well, come on, people, use your
1: brains do you (laughs) who i i know you got a show tonight i don't want to keep you too long talking but who um who replaces scomo if the liberals do win tell you who they want they really want josh
0: Frydenberg, which is why guys if you are in his electorate for the love of god vote for the independent this is what i love about these teals because you see all the things that the Labor Party has been complaining about the Greens for fucking years, which is that they go into Labor safe seats and make them marginal, which forces them to just put all of their money into seats that used to be safe so mm. they can't battle in the marginal seats. Now all of a sudden you have Sky News whinging that there's these teal like old ladies being like, don't cut down my fig trees, and they have to <laughs> compete with them. And they're taking out all of these huge names of the Liberal Party like the Treasurer. The Treasurer in the current moment is losing in the polls against some old lady who was pissed off. She didn't get a seat on the council. <laughs> really? and yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. So finally the Libs have their own version of the Greens. John Howard put it correctly, which is that, uh, yeah, th- th- they are just an anti-Liberal party that is only competing in safe Liberal seats, and I say more of that. But the whole thing is that what they want is Josh Frydenberg to be Head. They want them to be the next person, despite the fact, and this probably plays into it as well. I mean, I
1: basically study politics for a living, right? I couldn't tell. I for the <laughs> couldn't fucking tell. I uh, you hear I, me talk about, yeah, fucking, you know, the bloody Scott. Fuck Mike. 'em. Fuck 'em, I reckon. Dogs, all of them. <laughs> I think that's a genuine quote I've said in the past. But I don't think there's been an election that has affected me so much. Why? I genuinely hate the Liberal Party for their free, the the attack on free speech and the attack on the free media. And I know that's sort of like a fucking vague term, but I consider myself part of that. For the ability for me. No one's
0: controlling you. Exactly. That's the whole thing. You get up and you say what you want. That does not happen in nine ABC and Sky News studios.
1: It they're, doesn't happen. No. They get not received
0: their little talking points every, every day, yep.
1: every fucking morning, and they regurgitate them. And they have to That is not happening to Isaac. And they'll get sacked if they don't if they yeah. don't play a ball. Yeah. The people like, even if you don't like me, or you don't like friendly Jared, or you don't like <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't like RV Yemeni, any of these people, at least they're fucking speaking their mind. Yeah. Even the Aussie Cossack. I saw you do a video of him during the week. He says some interesting things. Doesn't he? Very. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he's speaking his mind. Fuck yeah. ScoMo wins and that all goes away. That's genuinely my concern. I know other people have different concerns, but that's my concern because that's my job. Yep. That's my job under threat. And fuck you, ScoMo. You (laughs) you fucking liberal little (laughs) And you too, Albo. Come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to have our elbow on the show if he wins you better come up because i'm bloody giving you
0: a good rap big fella i'll tell you what you should watch him on kyle and jackie O. he's a gun is he because they just give him this is what i'm saying like make kyle and jackie O. the fucking debate adjudicators because this is something that i'm always trying to get into people's heads indifference is as close as you will ever get to not biased mm. everyone on planet earth i hate it when people say you are biased first of all they don't know how to spell it but second like everyone has fucking cognitive bias in their mind it's so so dumb to me that people are like i'm the only person on earth that sees things objectively but i'll tell you this every other news person that's another that quote from the, debate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone who's ever adjudicating
1: of course, so they, got they're a clearly of course, fucking of asking
0: questions in the direction to make the Liberal Party guy look good. You watch Kyle and Jackie O adjudicating a debate. It's just this. It's like either of you going to legalize marijuana? Fuck. Well, that's all I care about. You got? Have you got nude photos of you running around the internet? Like they? They don't care. They don't care. And so as a result, you actually see these people in their in their actual form, right? He's I, just I, an affable guy that can get on with it, and like can sit around comfortably with people sitting there being like, how often do you jack off Albert?" Like he's like, I think that's a good test of someone. They can sit around and be like, oh, probably three times a week, you know.
1: (laughs) At least you can actually do a decent impression of him. (laughs) That's why I'm voting Labor. Just to get him on there with a bit of a lisp. It'd be beautiful.
0: I'm a fan of the list I know you're not I know you think it's not private a serial but I don't think it is What do you but mean? It sounds like a character from Blinky Bill and that's I'd love
1: lousy. to for us to go to war and, Ladies and gentlemen it is my melancholy duty to inform you all that Australia is at war
0: <laughs> We will fight them on you the beaches beach <laughs> Fuck, there's a lot to lisp in that words
1: <laughs> I never <laughs> want to say beaches again We'll fight them near the water I think that's a John Howard impression actually
0: yeah, mixed with the list. Two of the most hilarious accents in Australian politics. That was the one saving grace of Howard, the fact that his voice makes me
1: laugh. Mm. And, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, I was speaking to Jeanette the other evening and we had a great conversation, Jeanette <laughs> and I. And work Choices is going to be absolutely fantastic, isn't it, Albus? Yes, yes, it's absolutely to all the people still listening to this, thank you. thank you very much for joining us. Friendly George is on tour right now. He's all over Australia. Are you doing any overseas shows? Or How's your market overseas going? Non-existent. You do actually have some people who really enjoy, well, there's a few people who enjoy Australian politics through you uh, from overseas. I've, I've noticed yeah. that in the comments. And to that
0: I say, freaks, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you Why? doing? Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Isn't it crazy to think
1: someone in Serbia is going, I don't think Josh Frydenberg should be a part of the Liberal I Party? <laughs>
0: Isn't that so weird? It's like, so why, weird. Like, Okay, I understand why people would click on your... Like, you talk about someone that people know, like Joe Rogan. Yes. I'm sorry.
1: If you're in Serbia, there is no way you should know who Trent Zimmerman is. <laughs> 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 Go and check him out at <laughs> com, dot .com. Dot org. Dot .com. Dot .com. .com. Dot Dot gov. Yeah, doc gov. yes. <laughs> well, in a couple of weeks it'll be dot yeah. gov. Um, <laughs> the show. Will you have some labour? Will, will you have Albo on your show, on your channel?
0: A, it would be detrimental. And the B, which is the honest one, is there is no way he would ever go on
1: my show. You don't think?
0: No way. You go on yours. Do you think?
1: Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll hit him you up. The
0: little Kyle and Jackie, o, he's going on yours. You are a third as filthy as they are, you know? Yeah, like, true that. Like, true that.
1: <laughs> that. Kyle's been cancelled more times than me. Easily. Easily.
0: He really doesn't talk about sexual fetish. Like, you talk about it a bit. You don't cover it extensively. Sexual fetishes. I mean, like, every time I ever re- listen to that show, it's just him asking a celebrity, have you ever been in a threesome? Has he been a guy in the threesome? I you don't know?
1: know. I referenced a vagina the other day as a cum hole in a video so they're uh, okay That's us I'm <laughs> really ladies and gentlemen Friendly Jared will be all over the country Go and check him out and I want you to refer to yourself as Friendly Jared in one video please uh, we'll go and buy his merch the Labour shill merch uh, is my absolute favourite and uh, there'll be a link down below to go and get that if you're still undecided on the election maybe go and check out his channel uh, and yeah if you like free speech then uh, fuck you Scott
0: and the UAP fuck the UAP as well don't believe the billboards kids
1: this video was brought to you by Craig Kelly at the UA. <laughs> Honestly, they've got a massive Probably. budget. They've got a massive budget. Please swing me some cash. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jordan. Goodbye.
0: No worries.
1: walking Ladies and gentlemen, I am on tour right now. Live comedy is back. I'm going across the country and New Zealand in 2022, and I want to see you there. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you smile, and I, I want to offend you. Head to isaacbutterfield.com forward slash tickets right now now okay that's where you need to go get your tickets they are selling out fast live stand-up comedy is back the Buttsman is back and i am absolutely pumped to come to your part of the world planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince